This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. <laughs> Boy! Thanks for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast. And this is where I like to give my context heads up and trigger warnings. With this episode just being a bunch of reviews in preparation for next week's episode, there's nothing too offensive, I believe, unless you are someone who really loves that Second Amendment and how George Romero might think you were a moron. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Welcome to 90 for Chill, the podcast. This is your host, Cool Movies Darth. If you want your Amazon Echo or Google Nest device to play the show all over your house, ask it to play podcast by Russ Stevens, and there you'll have it. Otherwise, you can follow what I'm watching on Letterboxd. My username is CMDarth. With that said... You'll get a clue on what's going to happen next week. Next week, I will be talking about The Sadness, a Canadian-directed Chinese... I wouldn't call it a zombie film, but it plays... This is basically what my episode is about today. Viruses that just cause madness. And we get a bunch of weird vibes from this. And The Sadness kind of mixes it all together, so... In the build-up, we're going to talk about George Romero's 1973's The Crazies. We'll go and discuss David Cronenberg's Shivers. So, we got the violence, and a little bit of sex, and we got the sex, a little bit of violence, and also 2017 Shudder exclusive Stephen Yuen and Samara Weaving star in Mayhem, where we just have a laugh at it. Lots of good violence still in that one. And, you know, the sex could have been better, but can't have it all. So, with that said, I am going to need a guest for the podcast uh, first week of December. And if you want to be that guest, you can send an email to rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-0-7 at gmail.com. And offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. As long as we focus on sub 100 minute movies, we're going to have some fried gold. But if you can't come up with a short one, give me anything. I will figure a way to make it work. So otherwise, rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Five-star reviews, preferably. You can be honest with your text. And if you want to talk trash about the podcast, you can do so at my Twitter account for the time being. That is at CatBusRuss. I am doing my best on CatBusRuss to promote my uh, Mastodon account, but we will work on that in the future. Thanks for coming to 94 Chill, the podcast. On this island, in this building, through this door, down this hallway, lies the most frightening experience of your life. Prepare yourself for They Came from within if you think you're not afraid of the dark if you think you have a strong stomach if you feel nothing can shock you if you believe you've seen 
everything. If you say you don't scare easily, what are they? Raging demons that must be exercised, bloodthirsty creatures that must be killed, or incarnations of absolute evil. They came from within. They possess men, women, and children, and drive them to acts of unbelievable horror. No one is safe from them. No power on earth can stop them. The only escape is death. They came from within. If this picture doesn't make you scream and squirm, you'd better see a psychiatrist. Quick. Rated R. And I've just revisited Shivers from 1975, directed by David Cronenberg. His first foray into body horror. And with the recent movies I've been watching for next week's episode... This definitely fits in. It's kind of like uh, we're going to do the sadness on the next episode of 90 for Chill, the podcast. And this is basically probably the uh, inspiration, I would say, for the film. I mean, of course, you have the um, COVID outbreak, which is the main thing about the sadness. But it's really about just losing all your inhibitions. Now, fortunately, the shivers... Shivers, I should say, is far nicer. It is solely about a mad scientist basically creating a aphrodisiac slash venereal parasite that lets, makes everybody horny about everything. So the violence isn't there, which is nice. I mean, there's plenty of violence. You know, you don't want to get raped. You're going to use a crowbar or a gun. Or car. I mean, some clever violence, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, the acting is what it is for the 1970s, low budget, an English-speaking film shot in Montreal. And, um, but there's just a lot of themes I like about it. Like, well, it's kind of appropriate that the rich people have to deal with a virus on an isolated island. And then just, you know least without the con the thought of being devoured alive you know do you just want to give in to the virus or the parasite in this case so a lot of fun elements to be had with this feature um i used to say it's very early cronenberg so the direction is kind of a work in progress but you can see that he's definitely got an eye for what he wants to shoot and as i say it's just a very um radical idea so it's not like uh rabid where so basically i guess you would say the sadness is rabid plus shivers so but you know it's a little more optimistic i guess because again hey the worst thing that you do is get laid now you might not want it but i mean i don't know it's kind of a republican fantasy i suppose um well they wouldn't want to be the ones being raped, which is kind of the democratic fantasy. So, uh, still pretty timely picture then. So uh, I'd say if you're going to need something to just give you a little bit of hope after watching a really, um, intense and violent feature like the sadness, uh, Schiffers is the right, uh, uh, palate cleanser. So, uh, actually, I've got a better palate cleanser, and it's going to be discussed on this little mini episode of 90 for Chill, the podcast. 
Hold on to your butts. Oh, I just want to bring up that this feature was uh, originally supposed to really get further discussion um, in a podcast I did with the Poetic Critic, which was, I mean, way back when the podcast started. So it was a, the idea was that we were going to talk about movies pre-1975 because of film Twitter versus the MCU. That episode is basically about how there's so many people who won't watch movies now from 1975 before 1975 because of the themes, the negativity that, you know, very white male perspective of the features. So the poet critic and I went and uh, addressed that. So if you want to listen to that episode, it is uh, Gen X and Scorsese versus Millennials and Gen Z. Gen Z, or I should say Millennials and the MCU. So I'm sure if you throw those terms in there or just do a bunch of scrolling, you'll find that episode. Thanks. We never thought it would happen. Nobody gets in or out of that town now, is that clear? The girl just died. How do you intend to let the people know about all this? We were asleep. They dragged us right out of the house. Are we under martial law? Don't talk to me or anybody else unless you get a voice print check. Oh, hell's broke loose in town. Nobody knows what's going on. Now look, you just can't push us around this way. We've got to get a nuclear weapon in the air above that town. I've taken me no choice. They started something they can't stop. The crazy. Something that inflames. Something that brutalizes. It's madness unleashed by human error. The crazy. Can they tame it before time runs out? I'm a key man on the 50 team. A key man! I'm one of the developers of the goddamn thing. Now, if you want me to get the job done, you get me the stuff I need, and you get it the hell in there before the morning's over. A small town becomes a giant stockade. Heaven City must be contained or leveled. We're all concerned with Heaven City, Mr. Hawks. If we have to push the button, we just say the weapon went off. Get me the president. Three thousand six hundred and fourteen people are trapped by an unknown enemy. Five are on the run. Can they escape the spreading fury of the crazy? You can make it. I know it. They're coming. Don't move. we got to get out of here. Jesus, man. And I want a weapon search for the entire town. Watch it, Bucky! This is exactly the kind of thing we're trying to prevent! And I've just concluded watching The Crazies from 1973, a George A. Romero film, which doesn't actually call itself The Crazies. It's codenamed Trixie, but I digress. And... You know, it had a remake, I believe, in 2007, which, you know, after uh, Zack Snyder's misguided 
uh, Dawn of the Dead remake, just missing all the subtleties and the political messages that Romero was known for with his zombie movies. I just didn't want to even think of that film until I watched the original. And this is a very raw movie. There's a lot of times where you have just shoddy cinematography, I guess. A lot of early on, you can't tell if they're trying to do day for night shots. And But otherwise, I mean, the camera's held pretty steady. The action is follow easy to follow. So it's about a town in western Pennsylvania, which they shoot very well. I'll even give them that. Uh, Romero knew what to do for his hometown. That has been infected with a, a bioweapon that crashed into and leaked into their reservoir. So everybody is either going crazy, crazy or are fed up with the fact that there is a quarantine. And if anything, I think this is a very much a, we can't have the second amendment question because you have, yeah, your crazy peoples who are shooting at the military. And then you have just the idiots who think, you know, it's not plausible that somebody knows more than them because if they did, they'd have a gun. So I do appreciate that element of it. Um, the characters are pretty... I mean, the main characters, so we have five people... Run, so you have, of course, the military, and then you have uh, five people, two Vietnam vets, just trying to, to, with a handful of escapees, make it out of town. And... I'll give Romero this. At least this ending isn't as depressing. I mean, it's pretty downer. And then you get some imagery to in to illustrate the craziness. That is definitely going to upset a lot of people. I think it's well done. I think it's kind of... Um, with this binge I've been on with uh, the sadness and mayhem, the point is I want a to watch movies about just viral craziness, not zombies per se. So it delivers and it's pretty subtle. It's not a very graphic movie, but the uh, gore that they do have is well done. I don't know if it's a early Tom Savini film or not, but I mean, brilliant uh, contrast to having all your soldiers in the uh, biodegradable white outfits and getting shot at. So I mean, there's a lot to appreciate about this film. It's, uh, again, as I say, it's still kind of a downer, and it doesn't have the intensity, I think, of when you go back to Night of the Dead or any of the Dead movies. So it kind of runs long, and technically it shouldn't even be on a 90 for chill, but it's, um, I mean, it's uses every minute that it has. There's nothing wasted. I'll give that film that. It's just a very... I guess emotionally intense movie. Which, it feels weird because there's not really that... Um, you know, we don't really have any fine actors in this movie. This is still early Romero, so... Um, but no, it makes you think, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And, again, it's like, I mean, 
dare I say, who are the real crazies? The people who just presume that we're that the government's just working against them or people who are actually crazy via disease. It's just an interesting commentary, which is what I think you really want out of the best Romero movies. We're witnessing a model citizen here transformed into a brutal, bloodthirsty, killing machine! Welcome to the home of Towers and Smythe Consulting. TSC is a firm fueled by greed, duplicity, and moral decay. I'm gonna need some scouts! What the hell are you doing? Firing you. I'm not leaving this building until I plead my case. Sure. Good luck with that. What the hell is going on? Say hello to the ID7 virus. Stress hormone levels rise, causing inhibitions to drop and basic instincts to rise to the surface. All traces of the virus should be eliminated in approximately eight hours. What are we supposed to do for the next eight hours? Try to remain calm. Hey, extreme measures, right? This is our shot. I'm offering 150 grand for Cho's head. You're talking about murder here. You should be offering at least 450. Him? Yup. You want to do this the hard way? You're enjoying this, aren't you? I just kicked his ass! So I've just concluded watching Mayhem from 2017, starring Steven Yuen and Samar Weaving, a very popular face on 90 for Chill, the podcast. We're talking about Bill and Ted's Face the Music and Your Next, not sorry, not Your Next, um, Ready or Not. So maybe someday we finish a trilogy about her movies with uh, at Gentle Them E. So, um, sorry, at gentle, gentle them evil. So, I digress with all that. So, it's a, f- this is like, reminds me, because it came out the same time as uh, James Gunn's penned The Belko Experiment. And I think this is the one that just seemed a little too niche, I suppose. I mean, it definitely has a lower production value feel, but... I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, This is pretty straightforward. So with the Belko experiment being about just a sinister government trying to see what people will do to each other, this one's a little kinder with basically providing us a virus that takes away all your moral compasses, amplifies your id. So basically you're not going to, you're just going to do whatever you feel like doing and it's not going to be of any consequence. Or at least that's how the law looks at it. 
And that's thanks to the Derek character played by Steven Yeun. And so basically he gets, the plot is he gets fired. He's going to get fired from his job based on somebody making some bad decisions on a corporate account. This is a law law firm. And basically he's, somebody's going to have to fall and hey, being the bit from the banking industry, I know how this one goes. But when this happens, the building, the law firm is blocked down in a quarantine to eliminate the virus. And they have means of destroying it within eight hours just by putting it in the air, the antiviral. So, but for eight hours, you can do whatever you want. And Stephen Yuen is going for revenge and finds an unlikely partner in Samara Reaving, a girl who's just trying to save her house from being foreclosed. She just happens to be a fan of, say, bands like Mayhem, and classic Anthrax, Motorhead, what have you. So they find they get after escaping a storeroom. They basically go after everybody in the corporate structure who is going to stand up for the oppression of the little man, be it with nail guns, table saws. So that's your plot and it's it's a lot of fun especially for communists and myself like yeah just tear it all down if you're gonna be crappy that's the only problem with capitalism it allows people to be crappy no it celebrates people being crappy i mean yes all major forms of communism have crappy people at the head but that's the struck the concept is that You're not awarded for being crappy. So, I don't know. Long goes there. So, uh, Joe Lynch is a... This is another one of those uh, directors, say, like a John Carpenter, Kevin Smith, where he knows how to shoot what he wants and capture everything. So it's... And thankfully, enclosed spaces allows him to uh, not need a lot of camera movement. So we're not going to get anything like a hallway fight, say, from Daredevil or from uh, Old Boy, the original. But they make up for that with pretty much all the violence being hilarious in some form. And that's the entire thing, like, which is a disappointment of the Bel- Belco experiment is like, this is James Gunn. This is the guy who got his start in Troma. And this is the guy who does the Guardians of the Galaxy movies or Slither, where, yeah, you can laugh along with the carnage the entire way, and you're encouraged to, except for that movie. And this one is basically what you'd expect from a James Gunn joint. So it's not. I mean, they're. I mean, the acting is the the acting's fun, but it's not not really stressing uh, anybody's um, capabilities. It's, it's just basically act insane. So. If anything, this is why I don't appreciate the Joker's portrayal by Heath Ledger. It's like, no, you're just one note. And sorry, that character is beyond one note. So, okay, so we've tracked the Dark Knight. We've gone and tried to correct James Gunn's mistakes. So, I mean, as a, yeah, so it's like, it's just a fun movie, but it's not... 
anything, I guess I would say, I guess I wouldn't say it's it's high-end art, but it's definitely worth a watch if you're into just, if you're a fan of splat stick or slash stick, however you call the eat the violence that Evil Dead encourages you to cheer on. Can I hear a wahoo? Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of 90 for Chill, the podcast. And I'm just back on to one pay dedication to my inspiration for everything I do in terms of trying to be successful, which is Stacia Harden. I hope she's doing all right up there in heaven and still helping all of those who she touched in her life. But also, I kind of caught on is doing some research on Mayhem recently that it was directed by Joe Lynch. And I have watched another Joe Lynch movie. I've actually watched a few. I find it to be pretty amazing. Uh, Chili, well, amazing might be a little much, but fun. Lots of fun. Uh, Chillerama is an interesting horror anthology that gets a little too crazy for its own good. But it's he also directed the Henry Rollins starring feature. I guess he's third bill, but it's Henry frickin' Walt Rollins. Uh, wrong turn to dead end. So it just speaks to what kind of movie he likes to make. If you've got, uh, well, man, like those cannibals kind of make the mayhem and mayhem look bad. I mean, looks cowardly, sissy, what have you. So, uh, with all that said, though, we did discuss that movie on the Henry Rollins episode. I believe Henry Never Died would be a good way to search for it with Kodiak Thompson. So, again, try searching Henry Never Died or do a bunch of scrolling. And thanks for coming to 90 for Chill, the podcast. Long live Flash! You've saved your ass. Have a nice day. <laughs>